JR here. Wait, wake up, America. That's maybe what I should call the program. Speaking at America. Hey, the podcast is really taking off. I came back from vacation and I had not updated a podcast in a couple of days. And I was uh, surprised to see that we actually had quite a bit of new listeners tuning in. So if you missed the program Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific here on CRN Talk, you can join us anytime, 24 hours a day on most major podcast platforms. And you just uh, Google Speaking Out America podcast. That's all you have to do. Speaking Out America podcast. Makes it easy. Because a lot of the older folks who love listening to the podcast, yeah, well, where do I go? I, I'm sort of kind of confused about all the whole podcast thing. Do I have to download something? Do I have to sign up for something? No. All you need is to Google what you're looking for. And as long as you add the term podcast... It should come up, and it'll come up on Amazon. It'll come up on Google, and you click the link, and then it takes you, and then you just press the play button, and you can pick all the different episodes that we have, and you're done. It's like that old bit from Saturday Night Live. I'm just a caveman. All this technology is frightening to me. Um, story came over the headlines today saying that 40% of Brown University students identify and I'm not kidding, and it writes LGBTQQIAAP2S+. You know, if they keep adding letters, then there's going to be more people in that group than on the outside. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I ask you, if you hear that headline, 40%, uh, Brown University students identify as LGBTQQIAAP2S+. Uh, what's the first thing that you think of? What is it that you what might, I guess, depending on your worldview, you might say, oh, well, that's good news. Or you might say, gee, wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize there were so many gay people in the country. Have I been missing something? The, uh, the report says the number of students who identify in that group at Brown stands at just under 40% of the total enrollment the Institute's Brown Daily Herald reports. Latest data outlines between 2010 and 2023 identification as LGBTQ plus has almost tripled among the student body at the Providence Rhode Island University from 14% in 2010, saying they were not heterosexual to 38% now. So anyone who says that it isn't a choice is, is either lying to you or don't, they don't have their facts straight. Because if it was a choice, that would explain why all of a sudden there's you know 20% more people identifying as non-heterosexual. Uh, when we were growing up, we were always told, I'm, I'm not sure if it was true or not, but it was something like 10% on average is usually how many people, and that would give um, some credence to a biological element to it. Because in the beginning period of when uh, gay and lesbian issues were being brought forth to the American people, we were taught that they were born that way, that it wasn't a choice. And therefore, you would, out of respect, say, well, if you're born that way, it's like being born, you know, with blonde hair or uh, born with a, uh, an affection for chocolate or whatever. It's just something that's inside of you. It's, it's innate or inherent in your being. And most of us were... Supportive of that that idea. Okay, well that's uh, that's okay. You know, we get it. We understand that you're that. That's how you were raised, and or maybe that's how you were born. 
I've got a gay brother. And uh, and I remember him when he was young. And he liked to play with all kinds of dolls. I don't remember him particularly wanting to play with boy dolls or girl dolls. But he did have his fair share of stuffed animals and everything else. He's a couple of years older than me. But I never once thought that he was gay until he announced it much years later, many years later. And so that's probably why, because I have a gay a brother, that's probably why I have a much higher tolerance. And I wouldn't even call it tolerance because I don't feel like I'm tolerating every, anything. I'm just accepting that's who he is. And that's not why I care about him. It doesn't have any kind of qualifying demeanor or, you know, I, I say to people, if, if your identity is completely wrapped up in your sexuality, then what does that say about you and your priorities? All right, so back to the story. The Herald Spring 2023 poll found that 38% do not identify as straight, over five times the national rate. Student new, newspaper reported over the past decade, LGBTQ plus identification has increased across the nation. Well, it's because it's everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. It's not cool to be straight. And plus, there's no commitment. You don't have to commit to anything. In fact, I would argue that the amount of people today, I would argue today that many people would much rather feel safe in a group relationship than in an individual relationship with another individual. I would imagine that if you were a, a young lady today of, say, 18 to 21, you grew up in a period where heterosexual men were portrayed as misogynistic, uh, violent, and something you should stay away from. Don't put your trust in uh, the, uh, the, the hetero, whatever they call it, right? The cisgender. I, I don't even know what all the terms are, but if you're a, a young person today... The last 20 years, all you've been hearing about is that binary relationships are bad and they're inherent and it needs to change and it needs to go away. So it's no wonder that young people today would, would find it hard or harder to have a relationship with someone of the opposite sex unless you could decomplex it and just make it superficial, which I think is why we see a rise in sexual uh, uh, diseases. People are having sex, but they're not falling in love. And it's easier to have a, a non-committed relationship, perhaps even with a, a female, because you're safer. You're, you're not going to run into the same issues you might have with a male partner. And I won't even go into the, the, the gay side, the, the male side of this, because I think it's much more uh, complicated. Anyway, the point is, is that people today, I think this reflects this report from Brown University, it reflects the inability for young people to have an emotional connection with someone else. And you see it in the way that they communicate. Uh, many people, young people today, they don't know how to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. They can very easily text you. They don't sit in a room and talk it out the way that you and I might. 
or the way that we used to, where you'd sit and you'd have a conversation. No, people don't do that anymore. They can't. They're, especially with COVID and all of society being basically in lockdown for almost two years to a greater or lesser degree, depending on where you lived. And so people that are now, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, by the time they're in their young adult years, they too will have problems socializing, being social, having that social connection. So again, this report from Brown simply reflects a, another social ill, which is the inability to have a truly invis- uh, uh, relationship, a loving relationship with a person of the opposite sex. It's too much. And what that sadly portends to is that a future generation will there be a continued decline in marriage, a continued heighten of divorce of divorces, and less children, not more. And so under the premise of if a great society is built upon great families, we're in a lot of trouble. And to a certain extent, I think it's by design. I think it's by design. I think Call me a conspiratorialist, but I think that the government would prefer you not to have a relationship. And they would prefer that you have a relationship with them. Think about that. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm JR. We'll be right back. 